Welcome to Be Your Best with Apex Physical Therapy and Wellness Center on It Takes Two with Amy and JJ. In the studio with us today is Brooke Ersted. Brooke, welcome back to KFGO Radio. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks solo. for being here. Yeah, you are solo. We're missing Cam today. <laughs> yeah, he's enjoying a little time off. Oh, Much needed. Good for him, for sure. Um, you know, the last time we chatted, you were opening a brand new clinic, a brand new gym. Um, tell us how that's been going. It's been so great. Um, it's really been well received, I think for its geographic location, but also... The yeah, you can e- see it from the interstate. You can, yes. <laughs> and so I appreciate going to the e-gym as I run kids around here. There, it only takes 22 minutes, and I can do that nicely. Yeah. Just pop right off the interstate, curl around to the apex, and do my workout, and then get back and into mom mode and go right. pick up kids wherever their practice was or that sort of thing. So I think that is catching on, and we're really excited for that location. I'm so excited to try the gym. I have to get over there ASAP. Yes, I'm super pumped. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are going to take your questions. If you have any questions, you can text in to 35270 or you can call us at 237-5948. Apex Physical Therapy and Wellness Center is a private practice outpatient physical therapy clinic offering patients high quality care with a personal touch. And where we've talked a lot. Of, about a lot of different topics, but one of them that is near and dear to my heart when it comes to physical therapy is pelvic health. Because I have been shouting from the rooftops since I had children that like not enough people are talking about this. And it is something that literally, if you've had kids, you've probably dealt with getting your pelvic back into the healthiest it can be. And I just feel like, why don't we talk about this as women? It's such a weird, like, unspoken thing. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear you that passionate about it because I, am. I first of all, never went to college thinking I would have such a passion for this, but I really, really love helping, you know, men, women, and children all in pelvic rehab because it's hard to talk about these issues and it's really life impacting. And so- yeah. Whether it's, you know, they're they're having leaks or a child with bedwetting or, you know, pelvic pain, um, all of the yes, above. Yes, let's shout it yeah. from the rooftops because <laughs> I know, JJ, this is not the first conversation JJ has been in with me. It's true. Where I talked <laughs> about pelvic health. Like, he's like, yep, this is totally up Amy's alley because I will just talk about it freely. And my friends are like, yes, oh my gosh, I've had the same. And I'm like, okay, why? We're all having this. This is the thing that happens. It is normal. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. Um, okay, so when you say that there are things that we can do, now I have done some physical therapy for pelvic health, and it has been life-changing. Like, for example, those exercises, are they really called Kegels? Like those exercises that women should yeah. be doing to keep your pelvic healthy, there's a good chance you don't even know how to do them or that you're doing them incorrectly. Like you can teach someone how to do them. For sure. The, um, there's a lot of research out there, both good and bad, or maybe not even research. I'm going to say there's a lot of articles out there from maybe Dr. Google um, or somewhere <laughs> somewhere right. else, not to just implicate that, but that kegels are, you know, either bad or good. You can find probably whatever just to back up Support your claim. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Yes. We use um, uh, either a, a diagnostic ultrasound machine or a biofeedback device to make sure that you're doing them correctly. And I would say of the people that come in, that's what they are in awe. They're like, I have not been doing that correctly. And so right. you can make some of your pelvic conditions worse by trying to do too many kegels. You know, if your muscles are already tight and tied up in knots, I like to explain it to patients. You wouldn't do that 
if your neck were super tight, you wouldn't keep asking it to do the same movement over and over. So don't do that with kegels. And and going to a skilled pelvic floor practitioner is really important to determine if kegels are truly the way to get you better or not. Like, let's just not be uncomfortable about this. Let's just talk about it because it's like real world what a lot of women deal with. But I feel like for a long time, for decades, that women have just accepted sort of incontinence. Like we've just accepted it. This is just what happens to you and it's okay. And I suppose, sure, we could go about it that way, but there are things to help. For sure. We love the phrase, it's common but not normal. Okay? So mm. because yeah. just because everybody pees a little when they laugh right. does not mean that it, that is normal. And your muscles should return after childbirth, or we're finding it more and more affecting women who haven't had children as well. So this is not, or, or males, oh, sure. and especially our prostatectomy population, those that have had their prostate removed, um, are struggling with incontinence in a way that males aren't, I usually say males aren't used to things leaking right. or stuff yeah. coming out. And so that becomes very impactful for them if they do end up with some incontinence. So incontinence doesn't discriminate. It's kids, adults, females, but more commonly after you have a baby is when we think about it, where you're going to cross your legs before you sneeze or mm-hmm. cough. Um, that we're just, not looking to do a jumping jack anytime soon. Right. We're going to wear only black pants <laughs> right. to the gym. Right. Yes. Yeah. And Brooke, I have to imagine that a lot of people think, well, I need to go see like a urologist about this. This can't have anything to do with, you know, physical therapy. And when in case, you should be the first stop. Absolutely. That's so great you point that out. Um, We are musculoskeletal experts, and your pelvic floor is actually made up of layers and layers of muscle. And so we can be a great first stop to let you know if you do need to go, because urologists are super busy and can sometimes be booked out for a long ways, or maybe you don't even need to go through um, all of that process, and we can uh, get you helped out. Whether you do or don't need to go see your urologist, pelvic floor therapy never hurts. Okay, so what are we talking about? If someone is listening to this, what is the timeline for someone? And that's impossible to answer because everybody's going to be different, I know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, is this labor-intensive, meaning that they're going to have to come and see you every week for the next two years? You know what I mean? Like, no, no, Let's that's be realistic about, you know, if someone's listening to this and they've never even considered this as an option what is their time commitment to something like this? Yeah, that's also a good question. I think it's one of the least late, like commitment intensive. You, you, sorry, you have to commit to doing some things at home, but they're very easy to work into your life. Um, as a working mom myself, I don't have a lot of time to carve out extra time for exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we usually see patients about once a week to answer your question. And we've rehabbed, you know, a, a low tone is what we typically would call like patients that have one kind of incontinence and your therapist determines that, but they're about four weeks. So once a week for four weeks and you can be significantly impacting your life or some of the the more difficult pelvic conditions of pelvic pain can take a little bit longer. Um, and that can, that's where the, the timeline gets a little bit sure. fuzzy, mm-hmm. but it's only once a week. So it's not like you're running to the office or to our office over and over and over. You also say children with, incontinence or bedwetting. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been told by some pediatricians and some friends who have dealt with this that sometimes it's a sleeping disorder when it comes to bedwetting. Like it's they literally are not able to wake up. And sometimes it takes literally going through puberty to kind of go over that hump. 
Um, so what kind of incontinence or bedwetting are we talking about and how old? Yeah, the the age is very interesting because yes. I've heard everything from like, we will work with children. We just need their cognition to, to like kind of understand what we're trying to teach them and we use the parents to help. So, But we prefer children about the age of five. Um, I think your pediatricians may not know, like say it's a real big issue until they're like eight or nine. I usually use the guideline of when does it start impacting them socially? When are they invited to sleepovers? And, and every child has kind of a different range for that or where their friends may make fun of them or something. They don't want to go through the extra steps. And and quite frankly, for my, in my own family, it's when their bottoms don't know, don't fit in the pull-ups anymore. You yeah. Know? Um, what's the impact going to be? And sure. um, I've had some that potty train at night very easily and then others that, that take a little bit longer. And um, what is that, what does that look like for those kids? Um, we, like, what therapy, is the treatment like? Yeah. 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 So we also use the biofeedback or the ultrasound for that. So there, there's not an invasive part of this. We try to gain their trust. Parents are always in the room. They're always present and part of the therapy, especially based on the kid's age. Um, and if we're aiming for getting them over you know, bedwetting, there's silly things to do like curling our toes and picking stuff up with our feet because, hey, in your brain, your feet and your pelvic floor are side by side. So little things like I hope your listeners are curling their toes right now and just seeing if you feel a little something happening in that pelvic floor area. Oh, <laughs> maybe okay, a little. Now I'm... So we can have fun with kids while getting them to engage their pelvic floor. And they are typically the really deep sleepers because yeah. they're moving all day. And so all day their bladder doesn't get a chance to fully empty. And if you think of your bladder like a balloon, it gets really, really big if it doesn't empty fully all day. So when they pass out at night and that muscle tone finally relaxes, the the urine just empties mm. out. Right. And so we like parents to, you know, be patient with your child. This is actually a very healthy move that the body is doing to rid itself of toxins. But there's some things during the daytime we got to clean up as well. Interesting. Okay, if someone wants to get a hold of you at Apex Physical Therapy and Wellness Center, how do they do that? Oh, and tell us your locations. <laughs> okay, we have locations. Now this is getting a little harder. I know, this is getting, <laughs> the list is getting long. It is. We have locations in West Fargo, Jamestown, Lemoore, and Newly South Fargo. We also see a lot of athletes at the Dynasty Performance Training Center in South Fargo as well. Um, and you can always get a hold of us on our website, apexptwellness.com has all of the specific phone numbers, but our main number is 364-APEX or 364-2739. Perfect. Brooke, thanks so much for being here. And I love this topic. So come back anytime with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs>